Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. Get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Today, uh, there was some good and bad. Let me, let me start with the bad because I like to end on a good note. We, we just passed a couple pieces of the legislation, as you heard, that uh, first of all, is going to take a right, the due process right, uh, due process right away from our uh, volunteer service people in the state of Indiana that doesn't allow them to have somebody impartially review discipline that happens to them uh, when they're serving the people of the state of Indiana. And then secondly, we passed a piece of legislation that I, today that uh, is going to take away the rights of parents. And I have to admit, uh, I, le- I, I thought I lived in a state where I thought the rights of parents were very important. But I guess it's only important when it's based on the philosophical ideas that fit the supermajority. Uh, it just uh, troubles me that we're going to take away rights from parents under the guise of helping children. Um, children uh, that are born to their parents, I think the parents' rights supersede anybody else's rights. And we were here today doing a piece of legislation that would help adoptive parents supposedly speed up the process. But some good stuff happened. Uh, House Bill 1407 got sent to rules. I think that's a clear indication that we are not going to hear that piece of legislation. Uh, I am I'm happy to see that several of my members in my caucus have bills that have already been passed, and one is actually going to the governor's desk already from the House. And uh, we continue to operate uh, under the guides of some common-sense legislation in regards to the budget, so I think there's going to be some compromise, uh, and hopefully on vouchers and the substantial amount of money that we're spending on K-12 through education, but not traditional public schools. So uh, I see some great opportunities coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks of session and hopefully get out of here and make Indiana a better place to live. What are your thoughts on the elimination of the Direct elimination of the textbook fee that parents have to pay it anymore, but it's been rolled over to the school funding. <laughs> I thought it was very creative by uh, the uh, people on the in the house. Creative, but just another shot in the foot of traditional public schools. Uh, let's be real about this. Uh, when we talked about uh, actually giving parents a break from that, uh, what I call a textbook tax, um, we didn't never think that we would take the budget surplus at. Indiana Hoosiers uh, gave us and not pay for it. So now schools are going to have to pay for it right now. I think that there's some cooler minds over here in the Senate, and uh, I think it's something that we could look at changing in the budget. On the National Guard bill, I asked Senator Bray the same question. The, one of the issues that was raised, especially on the floor this week, was the idea that, well, we shouldn't allow them to ask for these courts marshals because – the, uh, uh, the the National Guard doesn't have the time, the resources, the staff to do these proceedings. Isn't that a problem that should be addressed if they can't do courts martial? Well, yes, that is a problem that should be addressed. But the first problem is, and I asked the author of the bill, how many court martials have been requested? How do you know? Th- this is the most interesting part about this whole thing. How do you know something's going to cost 
according to the information I was given by both the author and the people in the military, there has never been a course martial in Indiana. So how do you know it's going to cost what it's going to cost if you've never experienced it? Second piece is, yes, it troubles me. You're taking away a due process right. And it's not just for minor offenses. It's not. And, and when people get up and say that, it, you're not being accurate, okay? It is for any offense, not just being late to drill duty. And but Just to clarify, yeah. and the bill says you can't ask for the court-martial in non-judicial punishments. So it is for minor offenses. There are major non-judicial punishments. The non-judicial punishment is taking away your pay. That's the definition of a non-judicial punishment. The punishment has nothing to do with the crime. So it's all so you're crime. Like a sexual assault would get a non-judicial punishment. Absolutely, you could be, you could actually get dishonorably discharged, which is a non-judicial. You don't go to prison. You don't go to the get in confinement. You actually get discharged from your duties. That's a non-judicial punishment. I I don't know how to make it any clear. And if 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 they want to have a a philosophical idea about what the words are in the four corners of the document, I'd be open to having those discussions. It is not just for minor. There's a non-judicial punishment could be taking away pay. Hey, you touched this woman, you did this, and made her feel uncomfortable. I'm taking away your pay. That's a non-judicial punishment. So the woman says, "Wait a minute. He grabbed me. He actually pushed me in the corner." And all you're going to do is take his pay. I want him. I want a court martial. I want the decision to be heard by somebody else. They can't do that now. It's that simple. So I, I don't. I, 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 I challenge. There's. There's. To me, that was one of the most divisive bills. It's going to divide our military. It already has. They. The interesting part was the inconsistency in wanting to treat them. Unlike the military in this fashion, which you do have court martial rights, but then at the same time, treat them the same way when it comes to the financial responsibility. That is not good public policy. And I've said this over and over again. We may disagree on what the public policy is, but you cannot disagree with the facts. The facts are this covers every aspect of non-judicial punishment. So it doesn't matter what the crime is. What matters is what the punishment is. So they could punish somebody for raping someone by giving them, cutting their pay for uh, over uh, uh, three quarters of their pay. And that young lady has no ability to go to a court martial and ask for a better, bigger To be fair, she wouldn't have had the ability anyway. It's only the person who's losing their pay that would be able to ask for a court martial, not the victim. I, another inconsistency. That's not true. You as a person who is subject, not only the person who's subject to the military discipline, but the person who disagrees with it has the ability to go to a court martial to say the punishment was not harsh enough. Another inconsistency that I don't see that in the bill. Could you show that to us? No, that's in practicality. That's how it operates. That's how court martials operate. So, for example, I if you feel like, OK, I've been disciplined. This person's been disciplined. They disciplined him. You could say, hey, I want a court martial to uh, to find out why he was treated differently than me. Right. Because you are the person getting punished. But you're talking about the victim. Right. The victim has the ability to ask for harsher punishment, too. I mean, <laughs> I under the seen that anywhere. 
I did listen. I I sat down with with two JAG officers. Okay, and it happens all the time in the Army in the Marine Corps. I can't tell you what the National Guard rules is. I talk, I sat down with a JAG officer who is a friend of mine who we went. I went to law school with, and that's all I know is that there have been many court martials in the military side, and now now there could be different rules on the court martial in Indiana National Guard, but someone in the so JAG. We're just talking about the National Guard, so I. Well, but are we? We are. <laughs> well, under the bill we are. Under, yeah. the under the bill we are. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying not to get confused. If you're okay. talking about other types of military, that's different. So you're saying, what you're saying is because the punish, so the only person who could do the non-judicial in court martial would be the person who received the punishment? Right. That's under how bill, that's... due process works in law, period. Like a victim can't ask for a jury trial. No, 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 no. I didn't say the victim could ask for a jury trial. I'm saying the person who got the judicial. Okay, that's You're a, that's a good. The victim can ask for a court martial, and I don't see that. No, the person who got who got punished can ask Correct, for a court martial. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I think you could do that. Well, according to my buddy, who's a JAG officer, you could do that in the army. I'm, I'm just telling you. I don't I, know if that's the same for the National Guard, though. But I don't think it, it might be. You might be correct on that. I was I was thinking about the person who was, okay, you're right. You're right. That makes sense. Okay. So the person who gets the, the judicial charge, okay, could ask for a court martial because of the charge. That, hmm. All right. Well, the, the other process for the women who were victims of rape or sexual assault, still I have concerns about that because um, they – you know, maybe they didn't receive punishment, but somebody else did. And I still have concerns about that. But that makes sense what you're saying, though. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I, 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 I was totally off base because I thought we were talking about the person who who I thought you, in the in the army. As far as I said, the army jag, he said that you could actually say, hey, that was not and actually go to some. It may have been an administrative procedure or something like that, but that's OK. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.